All right, live from Shibuya, Tokyo. It's the Royal Urban Mobile Podcast. Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. And welcome to the cozy confines of the 1999 Chevy Astro, also known as the Mobile Man Cave. The Mobile Man Cave. It's a, it's a beautiful day today. Yeah, today oh, man, Tokyo awesome today, day, man. Yeah. All the people walking around, the energy's beautiful. I mean, what more can you ask for, man? Mm-hmm. So, our guest today, oh, man. Wow. Memories. Uh, a dear friend, yes. a dear expat. I frequented her her restaurant often, or when I can, and I, I always enjoy the the coziness, the you know the camaraderie, just the creativity. It's just so much to, that goes on at her place. Food, food. Yes, can't forget the food. food. Hashtag burritos. Mm. So Tracy <laughs> Consoli, welcome to the Mobile Man Cave. Thanks for having me, guys. It's yes. been way too long since I've seen either one of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, when was the last time I, we talked? Uh, I th- maybe a couple uh, months see, now. Yeah, well, it was like... Two or three months. I was in California for October, so it was like the summer, I think. Yeah, It's maybe. been a minute. Yeah, maybe and Harry, I haven't seen you in like... Years. Chocolate Buddha, I haven't seen you in like way years. too long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Although I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't blame anybody for being afraid to come down to Rapongi, man. I'm afraid no. of that shit myself. It ain't that. <laughs> it's know, just that I work these weird-ass hours. You know, I've said this numerous times... When people ask me or when we when I talk to people about where I hang out, I say most of the time Shibuya and I say Rapungi only if I'm going to the Pink Cow. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't that's, have, like, yeah. really I love Mikey's reason. place at Two Dogs, too, but that that's it. It was, yeah. like, my place. Or, but it just got the best of me, and we just had to bail. Like, we gave it a try. Because they kept saying they were going to clean it up, right? And I think it just kept getting worse. So I don't think they planned to actually clean it up until... Like, they tear it down, and Maury, like, actually owns everything. And they, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, like when the rich people take over, that's when they're going to clean it up. Well, they, they didn't care about all the little small businesses there, so it wasn't their, I don't think it was ever the intention to clean it up before they rebuild it, which was never that clear on their, when they kept talking about it on their agenda. So, but anyway, I mean, yeah. so we kind of, like, like, Akasaka's super quiet, but, I mean, we... We like it's just sort of cozy and scaled, scaled yeah. down and just back to the roots, you know, like artsy I've, and quiet. I've been to Rapungi, Rapungi recently, and it was for like um, networking events. So, other than that, and like I said, other than the pink going to the pink cow, I I don't really go there. I mean, and for those who are listening and don't are not familiar with Tokyo, and Rapungi, Rapungi is a, a basically. Um, a hangout area, yeah, popular, it's an entertainment strip. a lot of mm-hmm. nightclubs, hip hop, and and other forms of music, but yeah, and then, you know, well, you yeah, and it's where the strip clubs are. Strip clubs, and, exactly. You know, yeah, so it's it's yeah, entertainment district is probably a kind word for it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, there's other stuff yeah. there besides strip clubs, of course. But you know, it's 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 not the nicest part of town, but it's like the entertainment y kind of nightlifey kind of touristy, yeah, but, which doesn't really we're not really fit into that nightlife where everybody's going out at midnight to like nightclubs yes. and stuff it's not yeah. really when, when i when i do my nightlife it's in shibuya because i, I like a lot of um underground house dance music type of stuff so. well i mean we would have preferred to stay in shibuya but there uh, like there just wasn't any place when we were looking for to to move to a new location because shibuya is kind of our like we started in harajuku and okay. we were in uh, we were there for three years and then we were in shibuya for nine years so that's our and I live near Shibuya, so it's like stomping ground. There just wasn't any, it's gotten so expensive, and there just isn't any place available unless you're super far from the station. So, you know, we kind of moved, like, more towards the, the Rapungi, just thinking, well, our business clients are there, let's give it a try. But, yeah, it just didn't really suit us. We, But hopefully someday we'll be back in Shibuya. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the Shibuya, you know, because that's when I first met you. Yeah, you never Cal. went to Harajuku. I never went to Harajuku. I went to Shibuya, and I love that location. Actually, it was kind of off the beaten path and everything. Yeah, like, but nobody and could plus find it, was, it. Yeah, I know it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't so, work. Yeah, and plus, but you know, recently I was driving through Rapungi and I saw the um, the uh, the building that you were in. Yeah. In Rapungi, I saw uh, a lot of scaffolding and a lot of fences around it, so I guess they're going to tear it down. Oh, yeah, they've been planning for a long time to do that. It was just a matter of when. So, yeah. you know, it but, was, we kind of, we knew that going into it, 
And as it turns out, it was just like, I, we would have wanted to leave anyway, so there you go. Sometimes it's just good to have an extra push out the door. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so Tracy is the owner of the Pink Cow. Yes. Which is located in... Right now in Akasaka. We've, yeah, we've got a little, like, like I said, back to the roots, like artsy with some we do some live music and you know uh just we started being famous for our burritos and enchiladas and you know real slow cooked like everything's handmade and all natural and you know just real good food and like california living room you know yes. that's it that people yes. are like well what, what are you gonna make your restaurant what's the theme gonna be like before we started we said we're gonna make a restaurant yes. you know not because i wanted to make a restaurant just because there were no burritos and there was no place to do live music or art or live painting or anything like that in tokyo that i could find so, and this was in what, what 2000 2000 yeah gotcha. in harajuku so we got an old house and they're like what's the theme and i'm just like well Everybody seems to like my living room, so we're going to do <laughs> California living room. <laughs> Whoa. That's the yeah. theme, right? Yeah. We, we just made did, it up as we went along. <laughs> how did you come up with the name Pink, the Pink Cow? Oh, Because my. before yeah. you answer that, Buddha told me about the Pink Cow. I'm just like, the Pink Cow? You know, so, yeah, tell tell our audience, how where did that name come from? Yeah, I love from? that story. <laughs> oh, yeah, so there's a story. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah tell the story. Well, sir, I don't it. know. You guys are going to ask me, like, tons of questions. Like, I'm always looking forward, and, like, it's been so long since I've talked about this stuff, because I'm always going, like, ooh, what's coming up in five years? What's coming up next year? So, anyway, I'll yeah. try and remember, so, you know, yeah. don't call I'll, me I'll out. help you out, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's still fresh in my memory. <laughs> I, I, I can't forget it, because it was so cool, you know, well, but go I, for it, yeah. I mean, basically, I kind of suck at names. So I mean I knew what I wanted what what I wanted the vibe to be and what I wanted to feel like and stuff like that but it's like ah oh, what are we gonna call it Jesus Christ you know so um, I figured you know if you open a restaurant you're gonna be working 24 seven like for a really long time so I thought like my parents were living in Buenos Aires at the time so I thought I'd take like you know a month to go down there and visit them before we got tied up for the rest of my life and so. <laughs> Uh, you know, trying to think of a name, and I drank like I don't know how many bottles of Argentina wine with my mom, and <laughs> you know, like we're like she's just like how about how about Tracy's cute little restaurant where we do music, and I'm like mom, that's terrible. That's too long. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Long. And I'm like, I had this little pink little wind up pig that would like walk. You can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but it would like kind of like walk and go like. <laughs> And then walk and then go, and it was really cute. But I'm like, well, I can't call it the pink pig, you know. Uh, and then I'm like, I wanted something that was funky and weird because we're not just yes. a restaurant, we're not just a bar, we're not just an event space. And and you know, so so I wanted something that wouldn't pigeonhole us into one of those, and it had to be like weird because uh, we're weird and we mm -hmm. don't want people to get surprised, exactly. you know, and like think we're normal when we're not. <laughs> and and also like. At, at that time, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, the mid-90s to, like, 2000, like, Rapungi was so gross. It was, like, all these, like, sorry, I don't want to offend anybody, but there were seriously, like, the money market guys and, like, the finance guys and the, the like, there were so many of the ones who were just FOB and so, like, rude to women and thought they could, like, grab women's asses and, like, you know, just be, like, macho shithead assholes to and treat women like that and because they were outside of their own country it was okay somehow mm. and it's not fucking okay yeah. you know so I, I didn't want those people coming to my place so I thought if we put pink in the name they, <laughs> those kind of guys like regular people Wait like cool people it. never think like cool people don't think like oh my god I don't want to go there because it sounds like a gay bar but like like those guys, they're like, I ain't Sounds going gay. there. Sounds like a gay bar, yeah, you know. It's it like is. so. It was yeah. like by design to keep those guys out. Yes. And then we just like want everybody. Like if you can't like respect everybody's life choices and and mutual respect for all people, don't fucking be at my place. So you know, we I used to have a a sign in Shibuya that said like, you know, the the rules of the pink cow. It was just like 
So the word pink scared them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that's so that's why it ended up being the pink cow. It couldn't be a pig because that just sounds not nice. And so it needed to be like the pink. And cows are kind of cute. I mean, I grew up with cows and they're not so cute in person. They like lick up their nose and stuff, and it's kind of gross. But um, and I was you know, and a- that and that would have <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't say I was exactly like one of those guys. Because I, I wasn't disrespectful. I wasn't, I never no, really, I can't I, I, I've never been into like grabbing women on the ass and all that. Disrespectful. However, I was homophobic. And yeah. So I would, so you were, you maybe 20 years that. ago, I would have, yeah, that, that would have scared me away. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad you grew out of that. Yes. Yes, oh. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, but, yeah, when Tracy told me, she just broke it down and said, Hey, don't want no troublemakers in here. And what kind of macho, you know, dude is going to look at, I don't want to go to a place called the Pink Cow. Yeah. And I got to thinking, yeah, ain't no hardcore hip-hop dudes going to be coming in there. Yeah, the Pink Cow, I ain't going to let motherfucking play. So I was like, yes, that's a great name. It kept out all the thug life or whatever fuck you want to call them and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, I just, yeah, it was. I thought it was a cool name myself. Well, yeah, like, you don't have bar fights at the the pink, pink cow. Yeah, the pink cow. Who wants to pick a fight at the pink cow? He'd, like, he'd be like, yo, man, um, yeah, man, I was hanging out Friday, and this dude was talking shit to me, man. Where, where, where happened? Where, where did it happen at? At, at the pink, at the, at the at cow. The we at the had cow. one guy ever, one guy <laughs> going like, yeah, dude, on his cell phone going, yeah, dude, I'm at this cool place. It's the the, the blue bull. <laughs> the blue yeah. bull. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't bring himself to yeah. say he was at the pink cow. Now, and I think now enough people know the name yeah. that it's like, a, you know, it's a little ubiquitous. That yeah. Like it's yeah, more, okay, yeah, but yeah. when we first started the first, like, say, five years, we were still getting that. But, you know, Babyface's band will come jam at a place called the pink cow. But yeah, you're right. Thug life won't be, you know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hey man, let's go pick a bar to raise some hell. Hey, what about this place called? Oh, we ain't going there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we we're gonna get back into the pink cow. Definitely. Uh, I wanted to. Oh, before we go any further, though, Chef Andy's still there. Yeah, uh, it's complicated because the place is a lot smaller. So he's doing different kinds of things, and mm. he's still he's still our head chef. Shout out, um, to, and he's also doing some other stuff as well. Shout out to Chef Andy, magnificent cook. Oh, I missed them burritos. I got to get back there soon. Yeah, hashtag Pink Cow Burritos. Mm. Probably throw Big that. I, I probably throw that around a few times during Dude, the episode. Dude, and Harry, you haven't tried our new enchiladas. I developed that sauce in my kitchen, oh, and shit. it's all made from scratch, handmade. What time you open today? <laughs> we <laughs> open at six, and I'm gonna oh, be yeah, there yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can't yeah. wait to have one. You know what? I was supposed to be meeting some friends later. I've been I've been gone for like a month. I just got back to Japan, so I'm ready for one of the pink cow enchiladas, man. The chicken enchiladas are my favorite. So you're gonna be there tonight? Yeah. Okay. It's our hemp meetup tonight. Ah. Oh, yeah, hemp yeah, meetup. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, I might have to call call my plans with the wife off. Yeah, enchiladas. I, yeah. Shit, that's I, I love it when people say that to me. I mean, sorry, all the wives out there, but you know, <laughs> you can say that to your husband too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, baby, Screw you. I'm going enchiladas. to the pink cow tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah go, I ain't gonna go. make it home tonight. <laughs> I'm cheating on you with the pink cow. With the burrito. With, with the burrito. burrito. <laughs> Big fat ass burrito. Yeah. So going back to whenever you came here, I don't want to. Put yeah, your yeah. age out there like that, <laughs> right? but uh, when you came here, <laughs> yeah, when you came here way back in the day, yeah, take take us back. Why did you come here? Um, it, I don't know. In a way, it's just kind of it's complicated. So I'll just like say the, the the simplest version, which is like I graduated um, with degrees in art studio and religious philosophy, and my professor was. Uh, like he, he was basically the main focus was Japan so I studied on, under one of the top professors in the world if not the top guy in the world for Japanese religions so you know like the one of the big things of that was like get your ass over to Japan so there was that my grandfather was here after World War II during the occupation and he just loved Japan so when I was a kid he talked about it all the time and that just also kind of got the the ball rolling but and I had some friends move over after college, so I just went, you know, what the fuck, you know, I got, like, 
so I just I graduated and two months later I got like a one-way ticket $500 no job no Japanese no visa one I just way got ticket. on a wow. plane and wonder why my parents was worried about me you know? <laughs> yeah. now I kind of look back and go damn that was stupid but you know I'm still here what, uh, what did they say I mean what... they just well my parents know better than to try and stop me from doing anything <laughs> I have my mindset on you know yeah. They're just like, okay, they they kind of figured I'd be back in six months, and and in all honesty, I it was the first six months was really tough. So it was I th- if if they if I hadn't have been like I'm not gonna show everybody that they're right, you know yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna finish my timeout. And, but I only thought I'd stay for like a couple years, but I'm like okay I'm gonna get through this and I'm gonna do this, you know, and figure out how to you know deal with all this stuff so so describe some of those difficulties like what were you having problems with or difficulty with well I mean I moved the first year I was here I moved to Osaka and at that time there were only like there were hardly any foreigners at all so and I didn't really know anybody and I didn't speak any Japanese and and I I worked at a hostess club which I absolutely fucking hated wow, I never knew that. but it was like you know like it was it was really good money but I really really hated it so, so before we move forward, we have a lot of listeners who don't understand Japanese culture and hostess clubs. Well, yeah. What is I mean, a hostess club? It's, it's a weird cultural thing where a lot of a lot of guys are, in that time especially, in like the 90s, like there were, there were guys that were like, they work such long hours. They don't have time to go out and meet people. And they're honestly, a lot of them are too shy. So if like, especially like, if you worked at a nice club, there'd be like a lot of businesses, executives, and you just sit there and your only job was to sit there and like mix them drinks and light their cigarettes and laugh at their stupid jokes. <laughs> but I didn't speak any Japanese, so I didn't understand their jokes. Fortunately, I probably would have gotten my ass fired like many times if I'd spoken Japanese and been able to say what I was thinking. Yes. But since I didn't, it probably like and maybe you know, understand kept me some of the things. Yeah, they well, it kept me employed. Well, you can kind of understand when people are being dicks, um, <laughs> like yeah. like kind of racist. There was yeah. a lot of racism in those days, wow. like against Americans, because you know I think there were a lot of people that still remembered the war and yes. you know and like even if it was like their father's generation or grandfather's generation or whatever, there was still a lot of that. Like they they. In one way, they really looked up to Americans, and in the other way, they they had this chip on their shoulder. They wanted to prove so, like being able to, like, you know, kind of have an American girl working for you and be able to, like, kind of treat her like a servant, like kind of treat her like shit was yes. kind of like made them feel Good. somehow they were utilizing that chip on their shoulder. Yeah. So it was really degrading in a lot of ways, but it's just like, oh fuck, you know, like really, do I really care what these guys think? You know, so. I mean, I got through it, but there were just a lot of, like, really, like, you know, crying at night and shit like that. So yeah. that was really hard. And, and you know, when you are when you don't know anybody and you can't speak English for, like, you know, most of the time, like, like yeah, you get to a point where you're, like, like Tom Hanks on that island. What was that thing? <laughs> Castaway yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where you're, like, telling yourself jokes Wilson! and then, like, laughing at your own jokes, you Wilson! know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just I think the first three months or so was kind of like that. So that was that was tough. But but then, you know, it got better. I, I met like I think then I met my ex-husband and moved to Tokyo. Eventually. He was Japanese. Yeah. 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 That's why I stayed, actually. Swore I'd never got mar- get married unless I married a rock star. And you married a rock star. Yeah, because yep. nice. I never thought I'd get married. But if you're going to get married, you may as well marry a rock star. So I ended <laughs> up marrying a Japanese rock star. And how, did, how, did, how did you meet him? I, I, I met him at a nightclub, actually. Okay. Like some somebody I knew from the nightclub industry, they closed down the club for a private party for all these rock stars that were going to be there. And I had a terrible hangover, man. I was like in bed. I wasn't getting up for nothing. And my friend just like literally came and dragged me he's like put on some get dressed put on some makeup you're going to this thing and i'm just like i i do not want to go <laughs> but you know i'm glad and he's pretty famous right he was yeah well part I mean, of a famous band, band yeah his band they just i just actually i just went last year they were they were really big back in the day like this is like this kid would be old school now you know but like i just saw their reunion tour last summer i guess at budokan so, you know, the they the were, they, 
uh, Rebecca. Rebe- yeah, because when yeah. I mentioned it to my wife, she she knew she yeah. knew of him. I yeah, mean, they the were band. the first band that the Chinese government invited to play at Shanghai Stadium. Like oh, the wow. first Japanese band ever, the Chinese government invited, and then when they opened Shanghai Stadium, it wasn't Rebecca actually; it was a different band. But okay, that was with Oscar. Okay. But um, like, yeah, so it was good. It was cool. Like 1997, we all like went to Shanghai, and they did. I think Shanghai Stadium's like 80,000 people or something, and did like, you know, a few days of sold out shows there, and you know, so a lot of stadium. It was cool. Like the stadium gig life is fun. Like yeah. it, it actually is pretty exciting and fun. Glad it wasn't me on the stage, but you know, <laughs> I do miss that part. Gotcha. <laughs> so you got married to a rock star, moved to Tokyo, and how, you know, talk a little bit about. You don't have to go too deep, but talk a little about your marriage. How did that go? Mar- being married to a Japanese. A rock star at that. Yeah, a rock star at well, that. Well, I mean, that was the only thing that worked, really, because, like, I'm, like, kind of a space alien, and he's kind of a space... Like, I can't marry a normal person that has to, like, wake up and go to work, and, like, you know, I get home at, like, four in the morning, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, stay out and, like, yeah, I don't do a normal life, so, like, that works really well. Like, people in the music industry and the and the creative industries, that's, like, that the only way I can, like, really be with somebody is, like, that way so that part worked well he is a space alien though but he's just from a different planet and the, <laughs> you know the, the problem was that yeah. the two planets spoke different languages and neither one of them were japanese <laughs> <laughs> like i think we we just like we kind of saved each other we were we were pretty young and you know we were both on the total wild child track and stuff so maybe that's what brought us together but both of our sides of our parents were really super happy that we because we calmed each other down like a lot so i think we in a lot of ways we kind of saved each other and got each other like on a, a good forward you know good track forward but then it was sort of like i don't know i guess communication and sort of drifting apart i need a lot of personal space when he put in a home studio that was it man (laughs) like like when home studios got affordable i'm just like oh my god you're driving me crazy i'm just like okay i gotta go i gotta go like so but it you know i'm really really grateful and he's still he'll always be my family and his family like their his sister's my sister you know that's always like super important you know i went when i when i went to his reunion tour show i went with his new wife and and my sister-in-law you know we all went together so i think like super grateful for for everything that came out of you know the years the 12 years that we spent together you know so, but it's just sometimes it's just time for the next thing, you know. So, in other words, the home studio was the deal breaker. <laughs> well, let's just say it was sort of the last straw. Yeah, the last straw. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> it was just sort of like, okay, I'm not, I, I can't do this anymore. So, guys and gals, <laughs> if y'all want a happy marriage, don't put a home studio in your. Well, just make house sure now. you have enough space. Oh, okay, you know? okay, okay. Separate bathrooms is excellent too. Hmm. You know, What's like wrong with that? you know, men are starting. Well, back then we all did it standing up. So bathroom ritual, it's like your private time too. It's like your personal time. Having your own bathroom, I think that's a, a spe- like almost a meditation space and a mental space. You know, especially in this, you know, and and houses are not often very big here, so it's right. hard to have your. I would say like like for me to to like if I was going to get married again, I would have to like make sure there was a b- really big enough space to like have my own room, like separate stuff that yes. where I could like not be alone if I need to be alone. Cause I think that's, that, that pushes me over the edge when I'm like this constant other people around drives me crazy. Cause I spend time, I, I love other people, but honestly I'm like half extrovert and half introvert. I yes. need that. Now, you mentioned that, you know, you guys, he's Japanese, you're American, but you were, you know, and you were into the same things, but from a different planet. How was, like, in, like inside your home, you know, the whole Japanese thing, got to take your shoes off, because if I don't take my shoes off, my wife will kill me, or she'll throw something at I me. I just like that anyway. Yeah? So that that was never that. So I that was never a that. thing? Yeah, I prefer that. Oh, you prefer that? Yeah, I prefer taking okay. the shoes off. Okay. Yeah. So, Except so, for when you're wearing high heels with an outfit. But you don't do that at home. Well, we won't go into when you might do that at home. But <laughs> <laughs> there might be a shoe rule exception. Okay. But, uh, I, I, I but was just like, thinking that since you 
since you and him were not normal people, maybe you broke a lot of Japanese rules. Well, I did. And... I'm noisy and I'm a pain in the ass. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just like, either you get me a bug. He's just like, don't sit in the laundry area in your bikini on a deck chair. <laughs> you know, like our whole building laundry area where everybody shares, which everybody was like freaking out, right? And I'm like, they get me a place with a balcony that's our balcony and I don't have to share it because I'm doing this no matter what. Yeah. And it, so it embarrassed the shit out of him, you know? <laughs> He's just like, the domino pizza guy comes up today he's like did you see that girl downstairs and he's like oh my god yes that's my wife like yeah so i mean yeah i would do stuff like that but um about like the shoes thing i'm you know like being from california like i think a lot of people in california do the take off your shoes thing anyway okay so that wasn't an issue but yeah me being like really forward Yes. You know, which he got and he understands, but like some of his more Japanese, Japanese, this is air quotes, Japanese, Japanese, yeah. more traditional Japanese friends. I was a bit, you know, a bit over the top. But then again, they expect that from Americans. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you said you stayed because of him. Now, you know, at the point where you guys divorced or separated, what do you do then? Why do you stay? Why? The restaurant. The restaurant. Yeah. yeah, so let's go back to the restaurant. Yeah, so I started the restaurant. How did you start that up? Where did you get the idea from? <laughs> That's kind of funny too. So, well, because I was just tired. Like, I was, I, I thought about going back to get my MBA. You know, I was like really frustrated and tired of there not being, like, like there wasn't a place in Tokyo with, for for live music and artists and like a creative space and there weren't any burritos and like real like healthy stuff not made with a ton of lard we use no lard in any of our stuff but but also like I'm you know as a painter by trade and training and at that time I was just doing my art exhibitions and you know always working I had an art studio that I shared with my business who's my current business partner um, and so that's what we did we did some catering and stuff but there wasn't a, a space to do that kind of thing so I was having like huge parties at my house like like every at least every month and and like you know I'd invite 30 people and like 100 people would show up and it was costing me like you know 100,000 yen every time I had a party and I was like People would just show up at my house all the time, and and seriously, and do not blame my ex-husband for coming home from the studio at like five in the morning and go, why are drunk people on my couch, like all the time, like so that then I swore I'd never open a restaurant just because I have zero experience in it, but I have a great love for food, like food is like super super like one of my life's top priorities, so. I just, I, I'm just, I was always cooking for people anyway. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm always cooking anyway. Let's get people off my couch. So if we open a restaurant, we can do all the things we want to do. The neighbors won't complain. Well, the neighbors still complain. Sorry. Yeah, that didn't change. Um, and Did they call we, the cops on you? Um, you well, it's kind of funny, though. Conflict like, with your neighbors? No, the landlady lived next door, but, like, she came up to tell us we couldn't have parties one time. And then she ran into like all these like pop stars and soap soap opera stars on the on the stairs. And then she's just like, "Okay, you can have parties as long as you invite me." Like, <laughs> oh, so oh. that that worked out okay. So these but, are like Japanese pop stars. And yeah. Sing- okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was back in the in the house party days, though. Okay. I mean, sometimes we get a more we get more foreign artists that come through in the um, in the since the pink out days, but. But yeah, it was all fun, and and but still in our neighborhood, like even even if the landlady was there, you're still closed down like ten o'clock from outside, move everybody inside, kind of thing. But anyway, that's I'm rambling. So, um, anyway, so we just like we just decided that if we open a place, there wouldn't we wouldn't be limited to kind of trying to do it once or twice a month, and then I wouldn't be paying for cooking for everybody. F- for five days and cleaning up for three days and stuff. So that's why we decided to try to do this. And yes. it's been a work in progress the whole, this is our 19th year. And that's, year, that's we're amazing. always kind of remaking ourselves and like just, you know, hey, what's what's next? What's working? Because no matter what you do, and this is like for anybody who wants to get into any kind of business and not just like as a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, that things, things will work for a while. You 
always got to be reinventing yourself. You've always got to be keep taking score of what's working and what's not. Because what worked yesterday might not work today. And that's just going to be ongoing. And that's always a given. And the, the people who end up succeeding for like long term, you know, are generally, you know, very rarely. Even, even people who get like a formula, say for a recipe or something. Because we've got a recipe formula, but how you present it and how you market it and even you know our location has changed four times and you know like there's always like always different like especially if you like a lot of your clients are foreigners in Tokyo that's going to change the turnover on that's crazy you got to figure out how we're still trying to figure out how to market well to Japanese people because I don't read and write Japanese which is a drag and my business partner who's amazing in many ways but communication is not one of them okay but he's that, so he's Japanese he's but Japanese but he's just like literally more than one word does not Yes. Like you, you, how long have you get? Have you ever heard him speak? No, I haven't. Right. I've, I've met him <laughs> many a I've, times. I've been, I've been to the one in, uh, what's it? What's the one you got now? In Akasaka. 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 I've been there three, four times, and yeah, I don't think I've heard him speak. <laughs> no, right? People don't even notice, like he exists. Like, yeah. They're just like, is there somebody else here? Yeah. Like, so in other words, Tracy, you have a quote unquote. Silent, Silent partner. partner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but he is helpful to an extent, right? I mean, well, what well, is he's he? A, he's what he's is the his worker role? bee. Okay. Like you know, every great business, and and I think this is another place where anybody thinking about business, please take note. Is like, if you're a solopreneur, that's different. You're gonna have to do shit by yourself, you know. But although you can outsource things, and and that's a good thing to learn. But um, not as much in restaurants that can be really hard to do in restaurants but basically three like there should be three like kind of like a triangle three prongs to a, a, a really stable business you need the the visionary person the, the like the face of the business that's me you know and then now is like the worker bee so you need the worker bee who will do all that stuff that just the stuff that needs to get done that the visionary person does not have time or interest in doing like they're they're out there getting the stuff out and the ideas out and making new ideas and then you need the worker bee to kind of do stuff but you need the money guy yeah and we've need never the had the money guy so uh, you know i've spent like the 19 year and i'm so trying to like last year i took like a ton of like got a business coach and like took a ton of like online courses and like you know tried to work with some like a few different business coaches and stuff because i'm so bad like this is it's such a hard thing if you're not a money person by nature like i'm just terrible asking people like i feel so guilty talking about money or asking people to pay for stuff and and so i've spent like you know 18 years giving away the cow with the milk you know what i mean yes. and it's so it's the what what should by all rights be like a really successful business has always been a really struggling business because we haven't had the money guy like if you're not good at it yourself either get good at it or find somebody who is but like that is one lesson i can say from hindsight is don't do it the way we did it which is start with like we literally started with zero capital like don't start don't start with no capitalization unless you literally can do it in your part time from your apartment um, don't get into a really expensive like overhead situation with the zero backup. Yes. And zero capital, and really don't do it if you if you suck at the money side. You know, like there are some people in life who just love like money's like a puzzle. It's like okay, we can like cut expenses by one percent if we n negotiate down yes. this like supplier on this thing, and I'm like. I'll end up paying more for stuff if I haggle with people. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm just so uncomfortable with sales and with, with like, negotiations for, like, I'm always trying to go, like, oh, no, you take, no, you take this. Like, it's okay. I feel, I feel guilty. So, like, if you're so not, how do you, I'm trying to get better at it, though. Lord knows. So how do you, how do you think, or what, what is the key, what was the most important factor of you lasting 19 years, though? Um, not having the not being strong in, in the money factor area, excuse me. I'm Especially in the restaurant business, yeah. Yeah. they turn around. I mean, the fastest turnaround. It's probably the business that turns around the highest. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I'm because <laughs> that's that's, that's I, not an easy thing. Nineteen years, you know. Yeah. In Tokyo, I probably I attribute it probably to a couple different things. 
I mean, we'll just start off like, you know, I'm really hard headed. Like I'm a bit of a pit bull when I get like get my mindset on just something. Just like when you left California. Yeah. yeah it's just <laughs> like, you know, I can be I can be a bit of a pit bull about stuff, which which has its good and its bad points. Yeah. But you know, you take it for what it is. But the, I think like really having a a, a product that you feel that is really good quality. Like I know the quality of our product. I know that it is good for you, and I know that it is something you can't get anyplace else. Um, I know what we do is good. And then taking care of the personal, taking care of people. Like when the earthquake happened in um, 2011, like basically, I mean, this is just like a really good example because we'd been open since 2000, so we had quite, you know, like. We were actually at that time probably more famous than we are now because we lost a lot of that when we moved to Rapungi. But so the earthquake happened and I lived probably at that time about a 45 minute what me, my business partner and chef Andy all lived about a 45 minute walk away in different directions from the Shibuya Pink Cow at that time. And the phones didn't work that day, but the 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 computers did. So the email was still up. So Noah emailed me and said like because this happened in the afternoon, right? And he's like, well, uh, should we close today? And I'm like, no, today is the mo- like probably the most important day we've ever been open ever. I'm like, because people's trains have stopped all over. They're going to be stuck in Shibuya. They're gonna, they, they won't have a way to get out of Shibuya. They, they'll be scared. They won't know what's going on. And we are a community. We are a family. And they will come, people will be coming to us because they'll, they'll you know, like... That's where you go. You go to your community, yes. and that's that. That's one of the big reasons we opened is to have that creative community, and 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 that includes scientists, and it includes IT people, and it includes anybody scientists. who has a, wow. a like a outside the box thinking, and people who just want to stretch the mental bubble gum of their mind, right? And so, you know, that night, man, so many people showed up, and people said, like, even to this day, I still have people thanking me and saying, "Oh my God, we knew you'd be here." People that were coming in, going like. We knew you'd be open. We knew you'd be here. We knew the pink out. We that's we just headed straight for the pink out, you know. Wow. And we put the news up on the big screen. Yeah. And we just let people sleep there all night, you know, and until the train started running, or until people could get. And then we knew we were gonna. We lost like a hundred grand in the next like six months or something. Like, wow. And so we knew that we wouldn't have any business for quite some time to come, but we still had to pay our overhead and we still had staff and stuff so we just I'm just like okay let's put this to work at least if we're gonna be you know taking on this debt load let's let's put it to good work and we became like the first donation center in 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 Tokyo as far as I know um that we got we definitely got the first load of of stuff up to the shelters because the government had it all cordoned off but one of our musicians had a press pass and so he actually, we packed his car up. So we basically cordoned off like maybe a third of the restaurant and like really advertised to everybody bring in supply, like and gave them lists of what people needed. You know, like we had lists from the official list of, you know, what the shelters needed and stuff. And so, and then we'll, you know, you bring it in and drop it off at the pink cow and we'll make sure it gets up to people. So that we just, you know, like that's what we used it for, you know. Wow. So. Like we, yeah, we made sure we did that for like two months. Like you and said, we community. Until the you shelters know. were just like, okay, like we things are rolling and things are moving and stuff. Being there for people, like you said, yeah. yeah that's, that's. I mean, I community. think that, yes. community. Yes, yeah. and the community is like when when it, when we've had hard times, the community stepped up and supported us. Yes. You know, and and that's so important, and it's so much about what why the Pink House started to begin with. I, I remember one of those campaigns thing contribution things mm, and yeah i i i contributed before i even visited your place wow yeah because i just you know hearing it from buddha i wasn't i didn't experience it yet i was just like oh this is a really cool place you know i want to help out so yeah yeah i mean that really there were well no because like after after the earthquake and we just really struggled to get back on our feet and it just wasn't happening and the and the move to Rapungi was just like so hard on everything yeah. and like so it was yeah so like without that campaign i don't know if we would have been able to keep it going so there's been a lot of times when we didn't know if we'd be able to keep it going you know and you just you just it's still going you do 
whatever you can do and whatever you can think of and you just and and people help out where they can and you know you work overtime well you always work overtime in restaurants but <laughs> yes because you you i mean every time i message you you're just like uh uh gotta go yeah, gotta go i'm, I'm doing that i'm doing bad. that we're surprised so to have bad. her here today she's so damn yeah busy. yeah it's, we're really lucky to let, get her let me ask it. you this now I, I remember you me and you were we were discussing this a few years ago yeah and you were talking about the challenge and the frustration of being a woman and a foreign woman starting a business dealing with the landlords or or whom tell us a little bit about that because i remember us having a conversation about that and it was like they were looking at you you know when you when you you know they were looking at because i guess you know since japan is so male oriented they 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 they're used to dealing with men and this that and the other and i remember us discussing that i mean maybe if you remember but you were telling me that and i was like yeah well they ran into the wrong woman because like She's you say you got bull. that pit bull in you well yeah it didn't it- honestly those are the things like you ask me what what is it about you know is there something i'm like yeah well all those roadblocks are there but it doesn't like i don't i don't really pay attention to it like because it does everybody like every single person has their own things to overcome Mm -hmm. whatever it be you know like so like they're different for everybody i mean for me being a foreign i think being a foreigner is probably harder than being a woman um okay but and being an illiterate foreigner, but yeah, at that time, like now, it's they like, I've I've written several articles for the the Japanese Ministry of Economy that um, for their like I I don't know their magazine I guess it is, and um, and every time you know I make it a point, and w- dating back to probably maybe two thousand and seven or something might have been the first one. When women, Japanese women included, didn't, they, they, it was like almost impossible to break into the business thing. But, you know, I just kind of bulldoze over stuff, like you said. Like, it's like, don't, you know, and if you start looking at things as if they're, you know, something, um, if you can't, okay, if you can't find a door, go through a window. And just, that's the way I think about pretty much everything. So it's like, okay, so this is a challenge I have, but other people, maybe somebody's in a wheelchair and they have different challenges. Maybe, you know, somebody's like, they're all, everybody's got their different challenges. So Mm. you just, you just deal with them how you deal with them. But like, I've been writing articles for the, that, and every time I stated like, there are two things that need to happen to improve the Japanese economy. 50% of your population is being overlooked and underutilized you need to like activate women into the economy and one thing that that that, like japan has based its like its whole economic structure on the u.s post-world war ii and what they but so all these big corporations so everything's been geared towards big corporations and you know that that kind of the that kind of thing being rewarded as a big corporation but what they missed is that 80% of the U.S. economy revolves around small and medium-sized businesses. Yes. And Japan has just until recently, they haven't been supporting women entering business and giving some good support into uh, small and medium-sized businesses. And so both of those things, I think, have been a big shift in, like, say, the, the, the last five or six years. Oh. So, yeah, they've... They've, they've initiated some good programs. They've been very proactive recently, at least a ton more than, you know, they ever have in the past about getting women and, like, giving women their women's loans now that you can get when you're starting a new business that are only for women. Nice. Um, there's, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a foreigner or a Japanese. To the best of my knowledge, that's one thing. Like, being a foreigner is just hard because, not because of the laws. Because this is the only country, I think, in Asia that you can own property outright. You can own businesses outright. The laws are terrific for foreigners here. The thing that makes it hard is the prejudice. Gotcha. And my own retarded lack of language skills. Yes. You know, (laughs) like being illiterate makes it hard. But but being a pit bull just overcomes all that. Yeah. And and that's one thing Naoya does is that he handles all the Japanese, the bank loan paperwork and stuff like that that I cannot do. So having a Japanese partner really helps. But going back to your philosophy about if the door isn't open, go through a window. 
No, Tracy, you smashed that son of a bitch. You know? I know you <laughs> kicked that Okay, chocolate down. Buddha, you're a little bit bigger than I am. Yeah, but you, well, you got you a bigger. Maybe I fit in the window better than you, but you can smash no, down you, the door. No, you just got, as, as, as football talk say, you just got a big fullback, and you just smashed the son of a bitch open. You, just, you found a way through that dough. But anyway, yeah, that's that pit bull in Tracy, y'all. I've been following you for a while, and I've been to your place. You know, I've always loved the vibes. You have a lot of successful musicians coming through right yeah it's been fantastic i mean the the place we have now is is quite small it's like the smallest place we've ever had so and it's like really off the beaten track so a little bit harder to get those big name musicians i think that was the one thing about we did get some well-known japanese musicians and some friends into like the shibuya place but like none of the big names would have ever like drop by because it's like where the fuck is this right yeah um but that was the one good thing about Rapongi is yes. because we were so central yes and 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 like a lot of the the bands were gigging like at like billboard live or or you know like around right around that area then people would, like, friends would just drop by and, like, you know, I mean, the, be- the best was definitely, the most fun was, like, Babyface's band. Like, wow. Like, there were, the drummer from Shaka Khan dropped by, but he didn't actually jam with them. But we had, like, quite a few members from Babyface's band and we were hammered. And we had, it was such a fun night. Like, everybody, they were switching instruments. It was, like, my favorite jam ever. It was, like, so fun. And then, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm just like, give me the mics, give me the mics. We were just, everybody was, like, hammered. And and I was like, you guys have a gig tomorrow. You need to go home. <laughs> like, and everybody, so I went to the show, and it was awesome because I got to watch Shaka Khan from, like, the sound booth the next day. Whoa, but everybody nice. was so fucking hungover. It was, like, ridiculous. But it was so fun. Like, and no, I mean, the musicians were just phenomenal, you know, and, you know, Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses played, and, wow. like, Zach from David Bowie, and, and nice. um, let's see, he played in the B-52s and Bruce Springsteen, and who else, like, God, we've had, like, a ton of people, um... I can't think off the top of my head, but, you know, just some really great people that end up, you know, one way or the other, like... And word spread, and... Well, it's just more like just friends, friends in town, you know, oh, wow. um, yeah, D'Angelo's, some D'Angelo's guys, and, um, and, you know, I mean, just friends and friends of friends, and it's like, they're in town on a tour, and like, just, like, the thing is, is like, do they happen to have a day off, and actually have the energy to like hang out and like party and jam so because a lot of times i mean because music is business you know it's like it's serious and the tours are hard like these guys are exhausted their days are so long and they're really exhausted so a lot of times people just don't feel like you know they might go out and have like a drink or two just near the hotel or at the hotel bar or whatever but a lot of times they're they're too tired on tour to like i don't know what happened to like rock in the old days like the you know sex drugs and rock and roll like (laughs) mad partiness but i think it's like more of a business now uh, like there's not that much that it doesn't happen. Like it's not like it used to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't hang out. I think hip hop. Like, the hip hop guys have taken that energy, you know, because you know now uh, I'm hearing the rockers and all these guys that used to party and everything. They're they're becoming more health conscious. You know, they're cleaning themselves. Oh, totally. Up. And yeah. and and it's so about the business. And, and so about the business. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you might yeah. have a point with that because yeah, I've hear I've heard a lot of people talking about how hip hop is you know, a lot of. Artists are drug users now. Yeah, Yeah. Viagra mixed with Hennessy and all. I say, man, how old are you? 21 years old. What do you need with Viagra? But yeah, yeah, I think they're taking up where rock and roll, you know, uh, the rock and rollers, they're taking up that that space where they left uh, because, because, uh, yeah, I hear all kinds of stories. Because I got friends that hang around the hip-hop crowd and they get to go party with them in Rapungi and this, that, and the other. It's like, damn, y'all sound like, you know, some of the old rockers and everything. Yeah. They doing all these crazy crazy. drugs. Yeah. But not get caught in this country though. But anyway, we've had that discussion before. But yeah, that's a definitely. So what's up with what's up with it now? I mean, you know, uh, now in Akasaka and what's the focus? Yeah, what's the focus? What you're gonna be kicking out? Well, I mean, that's a good question. It's all like this is like I said, this is the smallest space we've ever been in and my great love is the live music. But, you know, 
It's, it's so anybody out there who wants a place just to jam and likes a cozy, intimate space, please like hit us up on on cowmail at thepinkcow.com. Um, you know, because like we we want to be there for musicians and and cool stuff, but it's been hard. Like I just haven't had the time to be that hands-on like I used to be, mm. and off the beaten path, and not because we used to have a big space. We had yeah. space to do like big band stuff and things. So we're kind of like regrouping. We scaled down. We're calming down. We're like regrouping, and kind of reinventing ourselves as you just do, you know. And so and figuring out what's the best next step. But we've started an online store that delivers our awesome burritos and enchiladas and Great. veggie burger. We've got a lot of vegan and vegetarian stuff anywhere in Japan. Like wow. we'll deliver. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one thing I, so I definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. just working She's on getting on the, that going. The vegan stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we're just in the process of bringing now bringing the most awesome hemp oil. Like it's oh. so it's so oh my god I've been taking it for it's they're still working on the incorporation paper to for the Japanese they're a U.S. company so they're incorporating in Japan but you know how bureaucracy so it's taking longer than expected for to incorporate in Japan but it's all legal here hemp oil and, is, yes. is legal so we're bringing it in like like we can bring it in in our suitcase so oh wow we're like when we go back to the states or whatever we bring it back and now we can actually as affiliates we can order it and and they'll deliver it to Japan now but it's like I can't put it on the online store yet um, but, but like people can buy it from me directly or whatever, but it's just such like, I've been taking it for like six months and it's just what the effect it's had on my health and my friend's health and my family's health has just been phenomenal. So I'm super excited that it's finally legal. My parents and my mom's been ill for about six years. And so she started taking it a couple years ago, like, and you know, it's just the effect, like, I'm so happy it's finally legal. Wow. In Japan. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, to have something natural is like so important. So I think those two things we're gonna focus on a little bit, getting the online thing, mm. and just you know doing music where we can and getting out to shows where I can. Yeah, um, yeah, most definitely. And, yeah. and and then and and just regroup and go from there, and yeah. hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get a bigger place again. And, and so that means you're gonna be in Japan for a while then. Oh. Well, you, I mean, that, that's that, doing that, no that, damn that, way, that, man. Well, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a citizen of the world. I'm a, I'm <laughs> I know a, you travel, I'm a but this is. floaty butterfly. Yeah, she, she loves her beaches. I'm, I mean, yeah, I know. You ought to see it on life. Instagram. Every time I talk to her, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm at the I, beach. I, I need to be, yeah. I'm working it from the beach. I follow the sun. That's yeah. it. Like, I, you know, if it's cold, if it's cold in Japan, I don't want to be here. So, yeah. but I, I want to, like, be here part of the time, but I don't want to be chained to it like I was for, like, 17 years yeah. so well, you, the last couple of years I've been st- like I mean I still work like an 80 hour work week but I do most of it remotely from my computer did you know man so you know it's like I can do it from a beach I don't have to be in frozen Japan I just got back <laughs> a couple of days ago I'm just like oh my god yeah like, one degree <laughs> oh well since we got a few minutes go ahead and shout out your business your yeah. your, your social media your plugs. social media and everything like this it it oh god yeah you guys got to come to the pink cow yeah where, where i don't give a damn they... if it's small as a telephone booth y'all got to get y'all asses <laughs> over here but yeah go ahead tracy go ahead oh thank you um so basically on facebook um our page is the pink cow that's you know pretty straightforward and then our website is www.thepinkcow.com <laughs> um and and the, from the website there's a button that takes you just push it and it's like shop and it goes to the online shop that's just shop.thepinkcow.com, but there's a button there that goes to the shop directly. Um, and, oh, yeah, hopefully uh, sooner than later we'll get, because this is, like, the best hemp oil. So it's awesome that we've had great feedback from the customers ordering from the online store, because especially people outside of Tokyo can't get this stuff, right? Yes. And it's, okay, now I do have to say this. Like, I did the price breakdown. You know, the like delivery seems a little bit expensive, but honestly, it's still like the same price as eating at Taco Bell. Like this is real handmade shit, y'all. Yeah. And it's like we priced it. We've made the price like cheaper than eating in the restaurant because people are gonna have to pay the delivery fees. So we've like balanced those two things out mm-hmm. to like try and keep that balance. So you're still looking at the same prices going to eating at Taco Bell, like per like yeah thing. 
And so, plus, the benefits are much better than a damn well, it's, Taco it's healthy. Bell. Meal it's real anyway. food. It's real food. So anyway, nothing against like, Taco Bell because I love. No, I do. Taco I do. Bell. Me yeah. too. It's not. It's not real food. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's good. But, but yeah, I mean, Taco <laughs> Bell is just Taco Bell. It's in in, in its own category. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. So if you want like something that's good for you and still reminds you of home, like that's so now we can deliver anywhere. So that's cool. Word. So right. anyway, thank yeah, and, thank and you come, for coming. Yeah, really. I and again, all the musicians and artists and stuff out there, and please just hit us up. Uh, I'll leave the links in the description. And yeah, all that stuff. Um, yeah, because we're always excited to get new people in. Just, just you know, mind the fact that it is a it, it's a small place, but we've been doing. We've got a house. We've got a little nice house set up. We've got a little cocktail drum kit and a bass amp and a guitar amp. Um, so and some mics and stuff. So if if you don't need much more than that, then and you and you're cool with intimate. It's great for a house party because you can feel like you're in your own living room, but your friends can pay for their own shit, and you don't have to wash the dishes. You know, I take I take yoga <laughs> and class. And your neighbors won't complain. Yeah. yeah, I take yoga class, and I be telling the uh, ladies about the pink cow in the past, and they're like, "Oh, I know about the pink cow. Oh, oh, oh shit, y'all have been there already. All right, cool, cool." You know. <laughs> and if Love you need it, like she the, said earlier, if you need a burrito, a big ass burrito. Hey. All you brothers that love big asses, you'll love a big ass burrito. Something you can grip. If anyway, I want. <laughs> yeah, All right. it was, it's uh, a pleasure, Tracy. Yeah. It's great yeah, it's seeing great you again. See you guys and I again. will not be a stranger. Yay! Yeah, I'm, yeah. I might, I'm going to see you up there. I might see you tonight. I, might. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll keep yeah, yeah. you in mind. Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to my yeah. burrito. Or, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna have enchilada. Enchilada is my new favorite. Seriously. Really? Yeah. When, that's when are you gonna have another uh, cooking? Oh, home cooking event right. you do those too right yeah, yeah. These, since we moved to Akasaka so because it's like a lot more intimate and like my own living room mm. occasionally I do Tracy's house party and yes. I be the chef I've been um, to one, I yeah. will be like on the vegan night I'm often the personal chef for vegan night so anybody who wants our monthly vegan night I'm usually the chef for that okay uh, it wasn't this month because I wasn't I was not in Japan but like I will be February 7th I think is the next one I'll be the chef for that but good thanks for reminding me I haven't done a house party in ages need a new house party like duo though because Jeremy got a new job and so he he can't do that night anymore so anybody who has a, like a cool duo uh, I'm looking for doing yeah another house party Tracy be the chef and some cool I don't know jazz or R&B kind of thing and yeah. the, you know and everybody just eat like it's just like my living room. Yeah. <laughs> drink All right. Some, drink a bunch of wine, some craft beers. Cool. Yeah. I will be like, yeah. Well, if you guys have time, do you come over later? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, well me, 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 and, me and him will be breaking up later. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be doing my own thing. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So I got, I got to see what's up with the wife because I did make promises. I, I've broken them in the past. Yeah, my wife is, <laughs> my wife is on a flight to Texas, so yeah. I'm good. Ooh, so you're, 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 I'm free. You're free, free man. <laughs> free man. <laughs> was it my, my friend Ted used to call it a ghetto pass? You got a ghetto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a ghetto pass. Yeah. But he ain't gonna do nothing. I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit. The thing about doing shit in Japan, you know, you never know. Who your wife knows? Oh my god! You come god. to find out, they, you know, you take your wife somewhere and she meet up with this girl. Oh, how you doing? I, oh yeah, she was my. I was like, damn, I was thinking about thinking about. Oh, okay. you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna. I'll be. I'm gonna hide. I'm, 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 if I'm gonna cheat on my wife, I'm gonna cheat on her with uh, the burritos at the pink house. There you go. Yeah, 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 there you go. Big ass burrito. Yeah. But yeah, it's so good to see you guys. Thanks yeah. so much for having me on. Thank you yeah. big love, coming. man. Yeah, what, what, yeah, what do you think yeah. about our uh, the man cave? Man? Well, uh, I mean, a st that clown's thing. Like, it's you need, the shit do you have it. pictures of it? It scares the shit out of me. <laughs> like, it's like one of those things your parents tell you not to get in with strangers. You know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like, it, like there's like a scary clown thing. Do you have pictures of it on the website? I don't think so. Well, you snap, guys, we can snap one and slap yeah, it we can on snap, there. Yeah. You know, there's some there, there's some cool stuff in here. There's some like it's it's a weird conglomeration of yeah. Because like, I'm a weird conglomeration. Like, you know, Keith Haring over there. Like, like Jimmy like hippie cool stuff Jimmy and like Hendrix. really scary like serial killer stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta have that because I leave my windows all open. I don't pull a curtain, so if a person looks inside the van, they not see that clown. You. They ain't robbing. No. No, no, they are Because they might think about being stalked or some shit. <laughs> oh, the never mind the dog beware of the owner gun yeah. poster. Yeah. We got the bad sex is better than a good day at work sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a little Jimmy. Got my man up here. Oh, my God. He does have glow-in-the-dark yeah, eyes. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. Right. Artwork from the artist Distorted. This Distorted. Is pretty, shout out to Distorted. Shout out to Distorted. 
Yeah. Yep. All right. So yeah, that does it. <laughs> that does it. Thank you, Tracy. She's such a busy woman. I appreciate you for you. coming out. And yeah. The Pink Cow. Subscribe to us on anywhere you can listen to podcasts. That's right. Follow us on Is Twitter. On Apple, write a review. ITunes. Write yeah, a yeah, review. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Write a review. Write, write a, review a review on iTunes. Yeah. Sorry, uh, huh? Like. Yeah. I well, I didn't know it was on the iTunes. Yeah, yeah we're everywhere. On okay. Cool. And cool. we try. You yeah. know, I, I I thought Tracy could relate to the band because you know these was the old. Because I went to high school. Bands and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 I saw the same ones. You know. Yeah. Well, my boy, this British dude, said, oh, man, nice shagging wagon, mate. I was like, oh, okay, word. All right, we're anyway, out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbean.com. Or you can head straight to Google and type in Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can stream or download podcasts.